Hello, welcome to episode 12 of the Sunfire Tavern. Uh, you can follow us on at Sunfire Tavern at Twitter. We're posting on Instagram. You can check us out on Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Uh, we, we upload every Monday. Uh, it's not Monday today, it's Wednesday, but we're a little bit delayed. Um, so here we are. Uh, I'm joined with my lovely co-host, Ollie. Hi, Ollie. Hello. And having a good time? Sorry? Week. Hope everyone's having a good week. Yeah. I hope so too. Now that we are yeah. not on Monday, we're on Wednesday, so it's all going to be different tonight. We're going to have a very Wednesday vibe. Um, it's like a midweek rush, or whatever they call it. Um, hump and, Day Special. Yeah, the Hump Day Special, that's what we can call it. We, we could probably, I'm still trying to come up with a title for the podcast today, and Hump Day Special <laughs> might be the title. Um, so, Ollie, what have you been playing this week, or watching, or experiencing? Right, so in terms of watching, uh, I went to see Tenet over the weekend. <gasps> yeah, Is it good? He did it. Uh, we'll, d- we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Um, well, I'm just going to get the list out of the way. <laughs> yeah, so. If only we had some kind of medium to discuss things on about, you know, gaming and movies and things. Mm. We need to work yeah, on that. <laughs> um, well, so, uh, I'm st- still going through Umbrella Academy season one. I'm on like episode eight. Uh, I started watching this great Netflix show called The Great Pretender. Uh, it's an anime, but it's like very much like um, about con men, like catch me if you can, sort of thing. I think I, I think I've seen it. the trailer for it. I think I've heard it. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's looking up, to, shaping up to be uh, pretty entertaining, pretty awesome. Um, playing wise, I started playing this weird Dark Souls three mod called Cinders um, because I don't know, I just felt like playing Dark Souls again. So going through that and suffering, and that's always fun. You know, hard games, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know the usual League of Legends, still going through Akami very slowly. Uh, yeah, God, Tenet, right? Tenet. Let's, okay, so no spoilers talk, because talk I am going to go and see it. But tell me all about it. Okay, so just to cla- just for a bit of context, I am a huge fan of time travel. That is my uh, my go-to for like good films, like if anything or, or films or games or anything like that. Like if anything has like time travel in it. Uh, or like anything kind of like Groundhog Day, where like people like relive the same sort of thing. Like that is my like favorite thing. I okay. love, I love time travel. I'm a, I'm a big so, fan of it as well. We'll talk yeah. about some of the time travel movies in a minute. But go on, tell me about. Time. Oh hell yeah! But but um, so for 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 Tenet, it has. I don't know if you know. I mean, you can kind of see it from the trailer. But there's like elements of like time manipulation in uh in Tenet, and it's very weird. It's done. It's it's doing something. I, I really give it credit for, for the uh, for the writers. Is Christopher Nolan the director and the writer, or is he just the director? Um, I think he's both. I think he's director and writer. Let me let me just get. Let me yeah, director and writer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Cool. So so yeah. So I I give Christopher Nolan a lot of credit for attempting to do like basically tell a time travel story in a more interesting way that like a lot of people kind of shy away from this kind of this concept even though it's like a really cool concept he gave it a good shot to try and like execute on it um however if you think about it too much it really does not make any sense at all but most time travel uh, movies don't that's that's a you know that's that's a downside of all time travel movies The scene, the, the the cinematography of it is like fantastic, and a lot when they have the scenes with time manipulation in it, it's very cool, like very 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 cool. Um, so I am a I'm a big fan. I liked it a lot. I I had a great time in the cinema. Um, regarding the film, so uh, whether I mean, it's better than Inception or not, I don't know. But good film. So I have a question. Um, mm. When you were at the cinema, how did it go with all the social distances? Because because I've got my cinema card, I'm ready to right. go. Like I'm, I'm going to be in the cinema at some point soon. But how do they handle like all the social distancing? So I went on Saturday morning with my flatmate, 
and then me and her we we sat together obviously because you know we live together um but then um everyone else was kind of like socially distanced so everyone was like very and thankfully the cinema was quite empty so like there was like you know there's a lot of space between everyone and uh i had some nachos and some some uh what's it coke so i had you know when i was eating and stuff i had I, <laughs> well you know, okay, yeah. i had some nachos and what's that thing called uh, so yeah, cocaine. You couldn't remember like one of the most recognizable brands on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> What's that thing? Yeah, I don't. I just forgot. Coke. Just forgot. Or was it Coke. Pepsi? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Whatever I was it was. About to say, I was about to say like soda or pop, and I was like, well, that's a weird. That's not. I don't say. Well, that. pop's one of those words that like. So pop, I thought was a very UK word, um, mm. but apparently it's really Canadian as well. Like Canadians say pop too. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I was saying like, American. But... No, no, um, pop is, um, pop. It's, it's not what they use to describe, like, soft drinks. Mm. It's more of the action of popping is, is what they use it for. But Canadians use it to just, to describe, like, anything that comes in a can. Oh, so, like, a can okay. of Coke is a can of pop. Yeah, <laughs> it's like how, how in Scotland it's like it's a can of juice. Yeah, right? can of juice. Can of and juice. I, I actually learned from one of our Scottish mutual friends um, mm. that uh, a wee laddie is not what I thought it was. A wee jobby, sorry, is not what I thought it was. Oh, no, a, a yeah. wee jobby is a... A wee jobby is a poop. It's a poop. That's, that is a, that's a small poop. Um, so the social distancing stuff inside the cinema, like it's all good or... Um... Yeah, I mean, it was fine. I, thankfully, there wasn't many people when I, when I went at the time. I went at like 11 o'clock or something. So yeah, I usually sure do go in the mornings happened. on a weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so it was fine. Um it's expensive, obviously. I mean, the cinema was always expensive. But, but now um, it's going to be even more so because they're trying to make up for months of no money. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Although um, I've actually been paying my monthly um, fee since, what, uh, March? Have you still been paying it? Yeah, you, you, there's no choice. You can't not pay it because you sign up for a 12-month contract and you oh. can't cancel it. Um, so what they're oh. doing is they're giving like months and months for free after it. Mm. But I've cancelled my direct debit because I, I can't be asked with arguing with some dude on the end of the phone about my sport card um, yeah I mean, and I've, I've just cancelled the direct debit because it's this is a strange thing to talk about on the podcast oh, <laughs> my mean, finances uh, so oh, so I mean, movie good cinema good yeah. um so what i was going to say was is is there's a lot of time travel movies that i've really enjoyed that i didn't realize were necessarily focused around the time travel element um so one of them is safety not guaranteed i have not seen that or it, heard of that what's it about so it's aubrey plaza and okay. I want to say Mark Duplass, but I could be wrong. Um, and it's so it's about a dude that so it, it's it's actually based on a, a real story, which I know is weird about time travel, but it's based on something that happened. Right. Um, and and many many years ago, I say many many years ago. This is like back in two thousand and ten. Um, mm. Someone spotted in in a paper in the in the US um, this advert for uh, time traveling assistant wanted, safety not guaranteed. Uh, have only done this once before. Uh, blah blah blah. <laughs> and, it's, it, and no one knew what it was or where it was from. It was just this thing in a paper and that was it. Like it was this moment of humor. And someone decided right. to make it into a movie. They, they told a story about it. And it's about this nutcase that is going, taking this like very naive but very cynical woman uh, mm -hmm. through the process of being his time travel assistant. But the whole way through the movie, you're like, yeah, but time travel doesn't exist. Like, and, and you know that the guy's a nutter. Um, mm. And I'm not going to tell you how it ends or whether it, that changes or not, but the whole point is about the relationship between this woman who's effectively trying to get a news story and this guy yeah. who you think is insane. And it's it's really good. Like It's a really okay. good time travel story. I will put it on my list of uh, time travel things. But there's, there's, a, there's a couple that I've seen that I've really liked and a couple that I've really not liked. Um, but like Butterfly Effect, would you count that as a time travel movie? 
Kind of, yeah. It has that those elements of like you know fate and manipulation. Well, because he returns to his own past, doesn't he? He jumps inside his own yeah. like existence. Exactly right. Yeah, I think I think that definitely that, that definitely counts for me. What well, okay? If I'm going off the top of my head, good time travel films. I think Edge of Tomorrow is really good. I don't think it can count as like a, that's more like a Groundhog Day film. That's yeah, that's really the one good. where they keep repeating, isn't it? Like the guy keeps dying Just... and retrying. Yeah, 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 that's like a that great one. film. With um, is it Emily Blunt and Tom Cruise? Yes, Emily Blunt and Tom Cruise. It might, it might yeah. be Emily Blunt. I, I think it is Emily Blunt. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, that was a really good film. Um, and then, uh, Primer is the sort of time travel but for nerds film. Have you have you seen that film? Before? I haven't seen Primer. No. Okay, Pri- Primer is basically if they is basically some. Like it's a short film, it's an indie film. I think it's only like half an hour long or something. But it's basically if they went like, let's just do time travel, but then literally not explain any of it and just like let people speculate <laughs> on what is happening. The Austin so, like, Powers explanation, like kind but, of, yeah. yeah. So it's like the first fifteen minutes of the film, you're kind of watching it. It's kind of boring. You're like, I don't really understand what's going on. And then suddenly everything starts happening, and then everything just falls into chaos like immediately as soon as like time travel starts getting involved. But then if you rewatch the film from the beginning and you start understanding like what. Yeah, you know, with the context of what happens in the second half of the film, it's really interesting. It's like one of those films which I, I quite enjoy. That. Okay. The more times you rewatch it, and the more you understand, and the more you're like, oh, that's actually really dumb and really clever, but also really dumb. <laughs> but yeah, like. Okay, Primer I mean, good I guess we've missed out the obvious one as well, which is Back to the Future. I mean, those oh, movies yeah, are, yeah. are stunning. Um, they really kicked off like the time travel genre really well. So, um, I, like, <laughs> I know, I know, a lot of people didn't like it, but have you seen the film Looper? Yeah, I I didn't hate it. I just yeah. didn't really remember it after watching it. I was just like, yeah, okay, that was a movie. I thought it had the be- like one of the best uh, visual representations of time travel, which is in the f- in the way that there is no visual representation of time yeah. travel. It's just it just happens. Appear. Yeah, yeah, it just happens. Which I thought was very. It's, it's there's something visceral about it. I don't know, just like people randomly appearing. Like I think that's very cool. But, I'm, at, I'm trying to remember yeah. the name of another movie as well. Where um, so. I can't even remember much of the premise, but it, it, was, it was in a bar. A lot of it was centered around a bar. Um, and I think it was like he becomes his own grandfather or something is the whole outcome of the storyline. Um, okay. But that's not a spoiler because I can't remember the name of the movie or anything about the movie or even whether it existed. Mm. Is it Predestination? Not sure. No, it may not be. Pre- I, I actually can't remember, but it, it's a good movie. So look out for any movie that mentions time travel and watch them all, and you'll eventually yes. find the one I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going through somewhere. my list. You know, ah, there's, there's this, loads this. of good time travel movies as well. Yeah, Source Code is a good one. Um, yeah, Source Code's a good one. I like that one. What else have I seen that's got time travel in it? I'm, I can't really think. Like time travel is a bit of a vague subject. It's a, it's a game. What's it? Um, have you ever played uh, Time Splitters Future Perfect? Oh God, yes. Time Splitters is such a good yeah. game. Why don't we time have any Time Splitters? Yeah, like like the the actual campaign for Future Perfect, I think, was really good. Like the the sort of time travel elements they that they threw in there, and like the whole idea of like. It's one of the only games I've seen where it does the thing where it's like a future, the future version of you comes back in time to help you. Right? Yeah. But then at some point you have to become that future version of yourself. So you have to go back in time and help your past self. I really, really like that idea. Oh, cool. So, so you have to like repeat the, you have to fulfill that prophecy effectively. Yes, you've exactly. come back yeah, in yeah. time, so then you have to go back in time. Yes. Well, I I lo- and I love that concept so yeah, much. That's it's cool. like one of my favorite things uh, for, for, for games and movies and stuff like that where like, it's kind of, it's, it, I guess it's just like the one of the purest forms of like foreshadowing, right? That like, you know, like, oh, this Yeah, I know where this is going now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so cool. Like, oh, 
I'm actually just googling the 20 best time travel movies, and number 19. <laughs> guess what number 19 is? It's right, right at the top of the list. One of the best time travel movies of all time, and I would absolutely disagree in this one. Uh, what would be up there? The I Lake House. Oh, is that the one with Keanu Reeves? That is the one with Keanu Reeves, yes. And then Harry Potter as a Prisoner of Azkaban. (laughs) What? Yeah, because there is time travel in it, I guess. There is, you know, where she turns the time turner and goes back. Um, Yeah, but that's a weird thing that they never really used ever again, did they? (laughs) They they use it in the books all the time, but it's one of those broken things where it's like, well, can't she just go back and, like, you know, kill Voldemort or whatever? But, uh, you know, these are all the big problems with time travel. Yes, of course, yeah. I'm just getting in this hot tub time machine, looper, primer. Is it Steinsgate is a really good anime about time travel. There's Le Jeté and then Groundhog Day, which is the best movie of all time, apparently, according to Rolling Stone. Probably disagree. It's not the best. It's good, but it's not the best. (laughs) I have a confession. Even though I know what Groundhog Day is about, I know about Groundhog Day, I think I've actually watched Groundhog Day. (laughs) It's fine. If you know the concept of the movie, you've pretty much seen the whole movie, but it is Bill Murray's, one of his highlights. Like It's a very, very good movie. Mm. Um, It's just enjoyable. It's really nice to have one in the background. Um, Yeah. But, I mean, in in terms of what we've been playing, I guess I should talk about what I've been playing, because... Yeah, um, what we've been playing. That was a lot of time travel. Um, So, mainly, we picked up Divinity. Um, So, this is not the... The Skyrim like game. This is the RPG. So this is the like the isometric RPG. Mm-hmm. You know Divinity and Divinity Two. Uh, original Sin. Yeah. So we're playing Original Sin, the first one. Yeah. So we picked up Divinity One, and a fr- so a friend messaged me a few weeks ago and said, "Hey, um, well, he actually messaged a, a group that I'm part of and said, "Hey, you know, I want someone to play this game with because I've never played it. It looks like a lot of fun co-op. Does anyone want to join?" I was like, "I've actually been wanting to do that as well. Like, should we join up?" We joined up, played it. We ended up losing about five hours on Saturday last week. Um, it's really good. Like, have you, have you played it? I've not. I've always wanted to sit down and play it, but I think I just kind of lost the patience to be able to play, sit down and play like these kind of. Is it called CRPGs? Like these called like classic ones where I, I really like the idea of like a really in-depth turn-based RPG with like lots of mechanics and stuff like that, but. Yeah, I just don't know. Just haven't gotten around to well, sitting down and having the patience to do it. So it is that. Like, it's a very in depth, very complex RPG. It plays very much like we're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Hmm. So, like, you've got things like it mentions saving throws when enemies, like, um, dodge attacks or, or don't get take damage or whatever. Um, yeah. There's, like, death saving and all that kind of stuff. Um, it, it's very much like what, I, what I've learned from D&D. So I'm enjoying it more now that I understand those aspects of it. The, yeah. st- the story yeah. is really good. The The gameplay is very slow. Mm. So, like, you'll walk into a city, and we're probably about, I would say, nine or ten hours in. Mm. Um, and it's just a shitload of quests, um, all of them unexplained. So it's all just a case of, like, I kind of want to complete that quest, so I think if I kill this dude, I might complete it, but I don't know. And it's all very unexplained, but it's, it's just such a nice experience. And mm. we're finding that the, the best parts of it are the combat. Because as soon as you get into combat, you've then, you're probably going to be in combat for about 30 minutes to an hour. Because um, yeah. each turn you have to sit and think, okay, so I've got this amount of moves before they take a turn and I need to fill the, the, the gaps with like healing and using this and, and saving my action points and all that kind of stuff. It, it's great. Like I'm really enjoying it. And it's a highly regarded game on my side. Hmm. And then the other thing I've been playing was Hello Neighbor, um, which popped up on the Xbox Xbox Game Pass, sponsored by Microsoft. 
We're not sponsored by Microsoft, <laughs> but we could be. We Microsoft, you could have us. You could have you us. Could. You just yeah. have to ask. Um, <laughs> no, I've been playing that. I didn't like it at all. Thought it was boring. Um, mm. Really disappointed because yeah. it looked amazing. Um, I've, I've seen, see, so like Halo Nave has been around for a while. Like I've seen it floating yeah, a couple Steam of early access for a long time. But then it, it it always seemed like kind of like a a me like you know one of these like YouTube bait sort of like meme games to me at least. Like, it didn't seem like there was like much to it. You just kind of like get jump scared by this random. Well, that's that's all it was. That, that's literally right. all it was. Like it was just right, okay. a few jump scares. Um, I couldn't really work out what was going on. The game's got no direction, so didn't feel like I learned anything. Yeah. It just uh, again, I'm pushing back a yawn here. Um, <laughs> it just it just didn't feel entertaining. So I was sad about that, but. The standout of the Xbox Game Pass this week is a game called Tell Me Why. Um, Tell Me Why. Okay. Yes, and it's Don't Nod. Uh, so Don't Nod are the people that, and please do correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think they're the people that made um, uh, Life is Strange, I think. They are. In fact, I've just double-checked it. They are the people that made Life is Strange. Okay. And, cool. and it, it's very much got a Life is Strange vibe to it. Um, and it's the story of a brother and a sister who have supernatural abilities, but it's not the focus of the story. Uh, and they're reuniting after the the brother is um, transgender, so he's just been okay. through his transgender trans uh, transition, and she's she you know she's fine like she's not it, it's not weird to her, but the people around him um, he's starting to reconnect he's starting to reconnect with everyone, and you know some people don't deal with it very well. It's like small town America, so people are a little right, bit okay. you know yeah all that kind of thing. <laughs> and it's just a really beautiful story and, and within oh. minutes I was feeling myself welling up like Aww. within minutes of the game so, and uh, remind me have you played Life is Strange? I have played Life is Strange 1 I haven't played Life is Strange so, I'm talking, so Life is Strange 1 is what I want to compare it to so there are moments in Life is Strange where you, you kind of catch your breath a little bit and you have to stop um, oh, yeah, because it gets yeah. super intense and this has already hit me with a few of those moments and I'm like okay I'm probably going to really enjoy this game um, so I'm going to be pushing that through that over the next two weeks and hopefully clearing out a big chunk of the content because uh, I'm super enjoying that but otherwise I've not really been playing anything else other than Overwatch and Heroes um, <laughs> which is my usual thing and a little bit of World of Warcraft as well oh yeah speaking of World of Warcraft here we go segue uh, didn't they show off the new expansion at Gamescom they did Shadowlands um, yeah. which was announced at BlizzCon last year and playable at BlizzCon last year but they announced the release date at Gamescom which is October 27th I think it is um it looks amazing. Like it genuinely, I, I'm always impressed with how Blizzard continually improve on that game. Like it's mm. it's an ancient title. Um, it's in an, an engine that is just embarrassing. But the engine is so like janky and and rebuilt that it, it's not the engine it was when the game first launched. And yeah. the game just looks so polished. Like it's incredible how good that game looks. How how old is World of Warcraft now? It's like. 20 like 16 years 17 i think we just had either the 15th year anniversary or the 10 year anniversary wow how old is wow let's have a look 16 years old oh 16 there you go Jeez. uh so i must have been there for the 15 year anniversary no i couldn't have been there for the 15 year maybe 14 no. I, I remember we had a big celebration a few years ago and everyone had cake and pizza and stuff and it was amazing oh. um but yeah so they did they just announced shadowlands that looks amazing um I've already got mine, uh, my copy, but it's just because I called up an old friend and I was like, hi, remember me? <laughs> Give me a code. 
and they did. Yeah, well, you know, you've got to use your connections every now and again. Of course. Of course. Um, but actually, that, that, that's a good segue because we can talk about Gamescom itself. Um, yeah. Was there anything that came out of the Gamescom highlights that you found um, particularly exciting? So I did not watch the event live, but I looked at a bunch of stuff that came out after the fact. Um, and I guess to me, there's not really anything that's super engaging. I guess I'm interested in maybe playing Mafia Definitive Edition, like the first Mafia, because I played yeah, the second cool. one. And I know the, the first Mafia has a lot more legacy. I remember my cousins talking about it all the time, but I was too young to play it, but... Um, you know, I played I played Mafia 2 and it was like the most definitive like four out of five game I've ever played. You know what I mean? Like there's like mm-hmm. nothing like super amazing about it, but then also nothing that's like that bad. So it was kind of like, you know, it was enjoyable, right? But I mean I'd like to maybe try the first one if they were like remastering it and doing it all over. Well remastering is the thing now. We're gonna see that for the next ten years, I think. Yeah. Just remaster it. And then, then we'll see the remasters of the remasters. I can't wait for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but no, so I mean, there, there was Ratchet and Clank, which is I, I, I'm I'm amazed by that game. Like it, it it seems to be so. You know, you know, they announced the PS5 about a month ago, maybe maybe a bit longer. They 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 released that video where they showed all the content that was coming at the launch of PS5. Yes, yes, yeah, so, yeah. It, yeah, and it, it was yeah. yeah, it was kind of boring. It was all boring. But what you could see was is is that they'd obviously told each of their first line companies, you need to demo this mechanic with this game. And only yes. this mechanic. So um, Ratchet and Clank clearly has the instant load time mechanic because they've got this whole mechanic in uh, in the front line of the game where you can keep like jumping around different levels instantly. There's no load yeah. times. Um, and then there was there was another, but I can't pull it out the top of my head. But I remember each game had a very specific thing. Oh yeah, there was the um, super high resolution. Um, what's it called? That effect where like the light has like filtering in it. RTX ray tracing. Is it ray tracing RTX? If you're talking about light stuff specifically. Then yeah, I think it might tracing. be ray tracing, but yeah. there was one game that was just all that. Um, but no, Ratchet and Clank looks stunning. Like, I'm actually hyped to play that because it looks very much like how Ratchet and Clank is supposed to look. Um, so that's good. Um, but otherwise, I'm, I'm struggling to kind of remember anything that really stood out to me at Gamescom. So there was Four Guys Season 2. That they, uh, there was, the which is looking yeah. super cool. Um, yeah. Not entirely sure if it, if it says to me that they don't really know that they didn't really plan it to be as big as it as it is. Um, I, I definitely don't think they planned for it to be as big as it is, but I'm sure... I mean, like, there's a lot of rumours. I mean, we'll talk about Fall Guys in, in a bit. I know it's on the agenda about their plans and stuff like that. But... No, I mean, we can talk about it now. The, the agenda's okay. not really... No, no one's uh, going to get mad. <laughs> well, I think, I think they're planning to port the game to mobile. I think it it will absolutely go on, go on phones. Like, they would be insane yeah. if they didn't put it on phones. Yeah, I think they're, they're, they're kind of going the Fortnite route, right? Where, or at least I imagine they are trying. What, they're going to have a fight with Microsoft and then get banned off their own store? Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. That's been a um, thing to keep an eye on as well, but we can talk about that in a bit. That's been something yeah, very yeah. interesting. So, um, I mean, it seems like with Fall Guys Season 2, one of the main mechanics is that there's these. There's going to be a lot of, like, movable objects, so you can, you can, move, you can move, like, obstacles and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, cooperatively. To... Yeah, yeah, which yeah. I think is a really cool idea. I think it's going to be hell of annoying uh people are going to be really bad at it to start with or there's going to be a lot of griefing you know what i mean but i guess that's well there already the is like if, i mean you played slime climb enough to oh, see yeah, that that is now like the the toxic center of all gaming yes uh, like people are sitting on the you know the the yellow beam about halfway up the the ramp where, yep. you, where you have yep. to cross the yellow beam to get to the next part people are just yep. standing on that 
and being like, well, yeah. I'm going to die, but so are you into, into yeah. this time you go. Um, yeah. And like, you, you know, you get to the end of it and there's the slippy bit with all the slime on the floor and people are just pushing yes. people off that. Yeah. And it's fun. Like, I love it. Like, it's really fun. But every now and again, I'm like, oh, my God, if I ever find out where you live, <laughs> <laughs> you little shit bean. Um, yeah. But I'm so surprised with Fall Guys because initially, I mean, you might remember I didn't like it. Like, I wasn't mm. I wasn't really impressed by it. And now I'm, I'm sucked in hardcore. Like, I, I love it. It's so much fun. I'm having a laugh yeah. playing it with my old university friends. Like, we're all getting together once a week and having a few games. They've all got crowns. I have no mm. crowns. Very oh, unhappy. No. Um, so oh, this may end up oh. in a murder because someone's going to get stabbed. <laughs> I um, what's a fun, fun, fun story I have. Well, it's not really. It's like a tangential story, but like I, there's this coffee shop I go to near where I live uh, all the time, and the barista, you know, me and him, we talk so because he recognizes me a lot. And then he was talking about how he used to play. He plays a lot of video games. He plays like PUBG and all these other battle royale games. And I, I went like, oh, have you tried Four Guys? You know, it was on PS Plus. And then he was like, oh, no, I'll try it out. And then I came back, like, what was it, like, the, the next day. He was like, dude, me and my friends, we just played it for, like, hours and hours yeah. and hours. It, it <laughs> absorbs so much of your life. Like, it's, yeah. it's scary how quickly you can lose hours in that game. Yeah. But he was, like, he was like, he's saying, like, thanks, man. Like, we needed a game to, like, just chill out, you know, like, less stressful, you know, kind of fun. Sort of Actually, what's your like costume of, of choice in Fall Guys? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you uh, swing towards? So I am either the big green jelly bean. I'm all about just the default big just being green and just being a big green jelly bean. That's the meme within my friends circle and they're always like everyone bullies me, so they're like, you know, we have to grab the big green jelly bean. So they'll just like run at me at the beginning of every map and just like <laughs> please fuck off. <laughs> like, um or the two the two can costume because I don't oh, know. Okay. Are cool. Yeah. Well mine's the cactus. Like, like the the pickle cactus. I love it. Oh yeah. Absolutely love that costume so much, and he's like in the yeah. little pot and kind of popping around, and it's cool. Yeah, the cactus is awesome. I think um, I think the um, the I think the astronaut costume you get for pre you got for pre-ordering the game. I think that's really cool. I don't have it, but I think I think that's one of my other favorite costumes. I don't know, just space themed stuff is always. Really well, cool. uh, did you see on social media as well? They they did that competition. Well, not competition, but that challenge. Uh, to get the charity thing. Yeah, the charity thing. Yes, and yeah, I think yeah, Ninja yeah. won it. Like Ninja got the highest bid, or it was it like was a cross between three people. Four-way collaboration between yeah. Ninja, Aim Lab, uh, G Two Esports, and Mr. Beast. I think it was, and they said they were going to pledge a million dollars to uh, Special Effect, which yeah, is special effect. super awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah it's, it's incredible. Great. Like, what a way to start your like world-changing game, though. Like, you step mm. out into the world and immediately give a million dollars to charity or a million pounds, yeah. or whatever it is. Like yeah, that's how it's done. Like that's how gaming should be. Yeah. Um, and that that was cool to see that. And I'm looking forward to seeing that costume in games. Like it's like a samurai costume, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if each of them are getting a costume or if they're getting one costume, which is a combination of all four of them. I mean, we'll see. We'll but see. Uh, you know, because G two are like you know they're very much samurai themed. That's their logo and stuff. Mr. Beast, I don't know, will be some kind of meme thing. Ninja will just be ninja. Uh, and then. Aim Lab, I don't know. Oh man, Aim Lab, I don't understand how Aim Lab has so much money to spend on these kinds of things. But you know, whatever. That's like a. a who knows where this money's going? I know that I struggle paying like my bills um, <laughs> every month, so I'm not really worried about how these companies can pull millions of dollars out their asses. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. Like... But yeah, so so Four Guys is um, definitely doing a lot better than I think anyone anticipated. Mm. Um, surprised again, another game that's kind of come out of nowhere that's just absolutely blown our minds yeah. um and it's about time because the battle royale genre was starting to get a little bit stale 
Mm. Um, you know, Call of Duty absolutely smashed it. It was a fantastic launch. Um, I wasn't particularly a big fan of the mobile game. I thought it was good, but it didn't feel right playing it on mobile to me. Um, no, never, never played it. Never tried it. it. It was fine. I mean, obviously the quality is super high. Like it, uh, you know, production values are really good. Uh, it's just to me, Call of Duty is a game that I tend to play either on console or PC. Yeah, I'm just a yeah. traditional gamer though, and that's kind of where I come from. Uh, yeah. But War Zones is just—it's flawless throughout. It's so good, but now it's just so difficult to play because everyone's like—is everyone hyper, really good? Yeah, hypersensitive aim and stuff, and yeah. I'm just running around going, oh, "I've got a purple gun, yay!" I, you know, enjoying the fact that I found something cool while I'm being sniped by 14 oh, sorry, different people. Anyway. Did you disconnect? Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think my internet cut out for a second, but don't oh, worry okay. about it. Um, uh, yeah, it sounds like it's kind of going through the PUBG. It's having that PUBG and Fortnite effect where like. PUBG was really fun when it first came out. Obviously, that was like the thing that popularized, like, really popular, took it to the next level, the whole Battle Royale genre. Yeah. And it was so much fun to play at the beginning because, you know, everyone was kind of learning and it was just like a really jokey time with friends, stuff like that. And then people started getting really, really good at it. It was just like, oh man, like, you can't even go, like, you just lose every firefight because you haven't, like, committed enough time to, like, learning how to actually. Like, yeah, I games. sort of had the same experience with Apex. Like, I just, I could not get into that game at all. Mm-hmm. And it was just because I was bad at it. Like it was, it was purely because I was bad. Like there, there was no yeah. other reason. Um, yeah, yeah. Fortnite but, uh, as well with building and shit. But yeah, yeah. For, for so Fortnite was weird because um, obviously Fortnite wasn't supposed to be a battle royale. The battle royale was supposed to be tax on. Yeah. Um, right. And you know that they pivoted super quickly into making this like mega successful title. Um, so with Fortnite, I remember I was super excited for the actual game. Yeah. Save the world, right? Yeah. Never actually got the game. <laughs> yep. so I don't think it ever launched. And we, we played think... we, we played like a, an early alpha version of it. It was like, this is really fun. Yeah, I like this. Uh, and then when we actually got the, the launch, I was like, oh, well, I guess the rest of the game isn't coming now. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't know what, what the story is behind Save the World. But I know at some point, you know, when I used to play Fortnite, and this was, God, two, two years ago now, like a year ago, um, you know, they were always talking about like, oh, you know, we'll make Save the World free eventually and stuff like that. And I think it's just kind of they didn't. It's just to dropped do it. off. It's obviously just dropped off the roadmap when they were like, oh, hang on, we're making trillion dollars now. Yeah, um, let's like, let's focus on making more money. Yay, money! So much money that they can fight Apple, or at least are trying to fight. Apple. My God, what even is that? Like, it's God. also so. Right, I'm in a dilemma. So we both work for Activision as our as our overarching company, don't we? Big right, old Activision. Yes. We love Activision. They're great. The best company in the world. Love them. However, mm-hmm. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 came out today. It's out. Right. It's in the shops. It's on the shelves. Mm. I really want to buy it, but I, get, I really get this feeling that they're, they're going to drop like a surprise competition uh, or something or be like, hey, everyone's getting a freebie. And I, I, I think you should just, you know, just go, just go buy it, buy the game. Clock. It's killing That's me. It's it's genuinely killing me. Like like yeah. I, I'm 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 having a trauma over it because I'm not. It's so exactly the same thing happened with Crash Bandicoot. Um, mm. I bought it on what did I buy it on PS4, and literally yeah. as um as I got home and watched it installing because you know you put it in the PS4 and then then they have to do all the downloads and stuff. I was yeah, doing that. Yeah. I got a little notification on my phone like boop email, and it was like, hey, congratulations, everyone's getting a free copy of Crash Bandicoot, and I was like, Ooh. oh. <laughs> I didn't get that notification. This but, was yeah. this was many many years ago. This was oh, back okay, when the, okay. the first remaster was uh, well, not many many years ago. This was what three years ago now when it was launched. Two years, three years. Yeah, 
Um, yeah. No, it would have been four years actually. I'm, I'm losing all track of time, but it's been four years ago. Yeah. When did the Crash Bandicoot remaster come out? Crash Bandicoot remaster. Yeah, on the topic of Tony Hawk's, I'm not actually because I was a huge Tony Hawk's fan when I was young. I played Tony Hawk's Four. Uh, I played Tony Hawk's Underground so much. Yep, I same. That game a lot. Um, so. You know, I really like Tony. I really like Tony Hawk's, but I haven't actually had a look at whether one or two is is uh, actually any good. But I've heard, I've only heard good things about it. So, you know, maybe. Uh, well, I played the demo, and I, I I was I lost many many hours of my life to that demo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's so good. It's it's really really good. It, it's exactly like the game was. It's the game that you remember. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's that game again. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, I'm in a bit of a dilemma at the moment. But I'm also, you know, I've just just spent a lot of money on a on a house. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm being super stringent with what I spend, especially now. So um, we were talking about this just before the podcast, but um, I can bring it back up because I think it's super funny. Um, I've been reading through all the um, documentation that they send me um, when you when you buy a house. Uh, they do this thing called the searches. And I told you what the searches were, which is where they look yes. into the history of the house. And one of the things that really stood out to me is just this bizarre, like. Um, so the, the house has house uh, uh, ground rent, which is uh, every year you have to pay a tiny amount of money to the people that own the, the, the building's grounds because it's in a block of flats. And mm. the rules for the ground rent is that I have to pay one peppercorn a year. That's the cost of the ground rent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one peppercorn a year. And I'm like, that can't be legit. It turns out it's a legal <laughs> term. But it, it, it just I was reading it and I was like, am I really going to have to start buying peppercorns? <laughs> is this a thing? Yeah, just gotta, yeah. But I just found that funny. And anyway, that was a ridiculous segue off onto the situation that I'm in, in with my house at the moment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Tony Hawk's the, uh, this week. That's uh, It's either today or Friday when it comes out. But I know I'm getting notifications now saying, hey, Tony Hawk's in stock. Come and buy it. Um, so super excited for that. And then uh, on the other thing that's kind of been happening this last few weeks in gaming is that the Amazon MMO New World finally went into beta. Um, right. So people got to try it out. And if you remember when they first announced it, it didn't look very good. So I, I don't think I know anything about this. So I'd, I'd be interested for you to explain to me what this is. I don't I like know very much about it, but I can I can talk a little bit about what I've seen. Yeah. Um, so it's a it's an MMO. It's a, got a live action combat. So instead of targeting something and just unloading all your cooldowns until they're back again, you have to actually like use a reticle to aim your abilities. Uh, it's it's the, the the best way, and I hate to use this phrase because it's used all the time. But the best way to describe it is is very Dark Souls like, like okay. that's how the combat looks. But you know people use that to describe most things now. Um, so the combat's good, the world looks interesting, but the, the negatives that I've heard so far is that it suffers from the same thing that all other MMOs have suffered from in the last few years, which is where the the first area that you step into looks amazing, but then every yep. area following that is almost like a copy-paste of it. Like, oh. because, like, you know, ev- everything is just the same. Because they put, obviously put all the development into mechanics and the quests and whatever, but haven't really thought about the world design. Um but it's interesting because it's it's pegged to be you know the next whale killer because every MMO that came out in the last fifteen years or so was supposed to be the whale killer and they never were. Like mm. I mean, we were in situations where we we were like assigned to special teams to learn about the competing games for whale, like things like WildStar and Aod and whatnot, and just really? just to see yeah yeah just just to play them and see what they were like because mm. uh, we were always like oh this this game's gonna take down WoW and then we just gave up because nothing ever touched it. But this is yeah. supposed to be the big one now. Um, but if you don't know anything about it, I guess there's not really much we can talk about here. 
I'm having I'm having a look at the gameplay now, and it seems like you know it's pretty, interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it seems like a pretty standard you know like uh, ARPG. I think that that's definitely more appealing to me than something like WoW, where you know it's just about like ability rotation and stuff like that. I like, uh, but it is very it's, actually, it's, like, it's very much an MMO. Mm-hmm. Like it's abs- it's not any other game type. It is an MMO. Right. Um, okay. But it it looks interesting. Like I think it might have legs. Hmm. Maybe not very long legs, but I think it's got legs. It's got legs. You know, it could walk. Hmm. You know, it could walk. You know. Um, yeah. I'm. I, see, the thing is, I'm not very much of an MMO player. Like the concept of MMOs to me is always something. That's, something that's like really appealing. Um, like I love the ideas and all the stories you hear of people playing it and, and all that other stuff. And also like the raiding content. Like when you get to like end game MMO gameplay, I find that really engaging and really awesome. But it's just. I don't know. I mean, I've talked about it before on the podcast, but it's just the grind, man. You know, yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. I think I think it's why Guild Wars really appealed to me, the first one, because you had all the mechanics of an MMO, but you never once had to cross over with another player. You could do mm. everything with NPCs. You could go out and do all your own thing on your own. You could do dungeons with NPCs, which was great. Um, yeah. Final, in fact, um, Ollie mentioned last week he's playing Final Fantasy fourteen. They yeah. they recently added, um, I think they're called Trusts, but I might be wrong. And it's just NPCs that you take into dungeons with you, so you don't have to queue forever. Because the oh. dungeon queues in that game are, are ridiculous. In um, 14? Yeah, in 14, but also in, yeah. in WoW as well, like um, dungeon queues, if you're a DPS, always mm. take forever, because uh, there's so many of them. And no one wants to tank, because tanks always get yelled at. Um <laughs> So, so from my brief experience of like, so Final Fantasy fourteen is probably the MMO. I'm not, I'm not selling MMOs for you, am I? <laughs> no, no, no. So fourteen was the MMO I played the most, and I did play as a tank in that, and I could see why why tanking was kind of fun. You know, you're pulling aggro, and you know, you're just trying to like you know kite all the mobs. But it was really funny because my friends would be like, Ollie, why why are you aggroing literally every mob in this dungeon? Because <laughs> I was like, I was like, you're limit testing, you know, seeing how how many oh, were, how many enemies pulling. can I have a train yeah. on me. Until you know, I I die. It's not many in that game, is it? (laughs) No, not that many. But the skill shot dodging in in the game was really cool. And I've had, I had some one of my friends who's really into Final Fantasy XIV, sort of explain what the end game raids are like to me, and they sound so complicated that he was just showing me diagrams. God, the complexity. yeah, the step-by-step strategies and like all yeah. the different like buffs and debuffs. And it's really fascinating. It's awesome, but also like it's interesting, oh, but it's not fun if you have got one person that doesn't know it, and and yes. it's not fun for them because they get frustrated because they don't understand it, and it's not fun yeah. for you because you waste hours and hours and hours of your evening watching like a boss's health bar go down to ten percent and then you all die. Right? Yeah, because one I mean, person I, messed up, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I've been a raid leader in 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 WoW and in Guild Wars and a few other bits. Mm. Um. And like I've seen all kinds of like variants on raid mechanics, um, and they're, they're all pretty much the same though across the board. And every now and again, a new one gets introduced, and it's like, ooh, it's so new and different. But they're all about the same. You're all standing in a massive circle with a giant boss with a giant health bar, and you're just killing it. But yeah, yeah. they are they are fun. Like I do like the raids. Uh, yeah. But that'd be I, inter- I, I'm I, interested I, to see how uh, the Amazon MMO handles that because yeah, it's always a bit of a turning point. Like if you if you remember, we talked about um, the division. And how the yes. content was all like just giant health bars, and and the content got harder because the health bars got bigger. Yeah, yeah I'm hoping they don't go down that route. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. I mean, I'm watching I'm watching the gameplay now, and it seems to be like there's a huge sort of like PvP raid sort of thing, and it's giving me very much um, weirdly enough a Mordhau or like chivalry vibe. Yeah, chivalry. I thought the same. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of cool, you know, like a planet side two scale of shiv of a, of a, like a chivalry game could be kind yeah. of fun, but uh, you know. 
Well, you see, so a, a game that I've actually been concepting, I'm not going to talk about the game itself because I can't, uh, but a game that I've been concepting for many, many years now is is an MMO without the PvP elements. Because um, the PvP elements to me are, are really like detracting from an MMO. So okay. I've been trying to build one that's as fun as all the others. Just, uh, just Effectively, I'm just concepting it. Like I'm not planning to make it. I just find it interesting to try and build it yeah. and work out the mechanics. Like a thought um, experiment, right? Exactly, exactly that. Like I'm just, I'm just, uh, you know, testing myself, see how far I can push myself, and I'm, I'm building the mechanics so that there's no PvP, and it's in a mm. world where it almost sounds like from the get-go there's going to be PvP, yeah. and I've actually managed to kind of build a system where it sounds quite fun, like oh. in, instead instead of focusing on like killing other people, you focus on the storyline, and it's more like an action RPG and whatever, but it's an MMO. Yeah. Like it's, it, I it's, think... it, it, it's just been interesting to kind of build something like that. I think there's definitely a space for like more, I guess right thinking about it so this is also like a, a thought experiment right like what is the most because obviously there's like loads and loads and loads of hardcore PvP games right and you know hardcore like you know like you can argue that there's hardcore P that you know like teamwork in there right or co-op because you're having to play against other players and work you know collaborate with a bunch of teams you know with with other teammates right but is there any game that you would consider as like a hardcore pvp game like it's it's sorry sorry not pvp hardcore co-op game so like you know it's a game that's purely co-op but is actually like incredibly hardcore like i guess like raiding like end game mmo raiding is kind of the only thing i can kind of like, oh, think well, of so final fantasy but... 11 was exactly that because it was a an mmo without pvp and the pvp they did add was like really tacked on and no one cared about it so no one did it yeah yeah. Um, and it, it was literally just like an afterthought, the PvP was. It popped up one day, no one did it, so they just decided it wasn't there. Um, mm. That was like super hardcore PvE content. But again, it was more super big health bars and just bosses that did ridiculous amounts of damage. You just had to dodge stuff. Um, but otherwise, I can't really think of anything that didn't have the PvP element. Like I want to say Destiny, but obviously there's a ma- major PvP element in that game. Yeah, um, yeah, and the same for division, but then there's the dark zone in division, which I actually thought was a really cool way of doing PvP. So do you know about yes. the dark zone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark zone is like, uh, the, so you know, the, the idea of the division is something that very much appeals to me, but in execution, just the, the first one, yes, it. yeah, yeah. The second one, one yeah. found ultra boring. Like mm-hmm. it, it lost all of its charm, its quality, its style, and it just felt like I was hanging out with Donald Trump. Like I didn't like it at all. Um, <laughs> But no, so so the, the the dark zone in in division was something I really enjoyed. Like I mm. I spent a long time there. Everything felt dangerous. The other players felt dangerous. People on your own team felt dangerous. Yeah, like, and it was all because at the center of everything was this like super hard to get loot. And as yeah. soon as you put it on that like helicopter cable, you're looking at everyone and you're like, don't don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. I've got a gun, don't do it. Oh, I'll kill you. Well. Cool. Clark, have I have I got the game for you? Is it Division? No, have you heard of a game called Escape from Tarkov? I have heard of Escape from Tarkov. My little brother keeps making me want to play it. It is a game which is just the Dark Zone. In, uh, ah, in, okay, this in, sounds good. Division, yeah, it's it's a really great game. Again, it's one it's 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 a game. Although I will say though, because it has uh, you lose a like you know, it's one of these games where like you know you go in with your loot. But it's not attached to a character, so like if you die, you just you lose everything that you took into that raid. Right. So, okay. Yeah. So so it's not you know like in do- in the dark zone you still keep if you die you only lose the loot you the dark zone up stuff, in the yeah. dark zone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whereas in Escape from Tarkov, you lose what you took in as well. So, so it's like like um, 
RuneScape. 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 Yeah, RuneScape. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like the RuneScape wilderness, right? So it, it makes the game obviously incredibly tense because you're like, I don't, I really don't want to lose the, this, uh, this, this, uh, this gun I spent like two hundred thousand rubles on, uh, you know, modding and you know, spending a lot of time, you know, thinking about this gun and how I'm going to mod it out. And then, you know, oh, you just get one tap by someone who sniped you from halfway across the map. You're like, okay. So it may not be the game for me, but I'll definitely give it a yes. look. If it's, it's on a... the Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> ah. If it's on that. Unfortunately, no, it's, 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 pure, it's PC only. And it's like, it's basically got its own launcher and stuff because it's made by this Russian company that ah, okay. basically, it's not on any, any like normal store. You kind of just have to like buy it. Well, let me see if it's, let me see if it's in my um, Steam library. No, it's it's not on it's Steam. Really not. It's just it's yeah, it's purely on their own like store thing, uh, storefront. But it's a really great game if you're into like hardcore mil like military sort of shooters and stuff like that. Um, but it is definitely one of these games where if you're someone who does not like, deal with uh, loss very well, then because uh, you, cause, cause, you know, in that game I've hit rock rock bottom, man. You know, just like I look at I look at the amount of money in my character and it's like zero. I have nothing. <laughs> All I have is a knife. I can't even kill the AI. No, you're not, you're, you're not selling it to me, Ollie. Like, no, you, did, you did initially it, when you said it's a whole game built around the Dark Zone, but no, doesn't sound it's, good. Yeah, it's like, it's it's like the Dark Zone, but sad. <laughs> <laughs> dark Zone is sad. There's a lot of dead people in the Dark Zone. Yeah, um, that's true. So, my other segue, I don't even know I'm going to segue onto this, but uh, we'll just go straight for it, is that, so I've been watching a new TV show on Amazon. I, I say new, uh, it's like a season long, and it's mm. called Stargirl. And okay. nothing about that appeals to me. So the, the the presentation of the trailer looked really cheesy. The the name of the show just sounds ridiculous. Um, but the one thing that kind of drew my attention is that it was a DC show, and right. I sort of enjoyed um, like the Superman movies and and uh, Suicide Squad and stuff. So I thought, you know, I'll give it a try. It's actually really, really good. Like, um, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's an Amazon Prime show, and it's the story of Stargirl, whose father, Star Man, I think. I mean, they're not very imaginative, the names. <laughs> um, who has this yeah. magical staff that he throws around and knocks people out with, and she can fly on it and stuff like a witch. Um, right. But she hasn't actually got any powers herself. She's just got this staff that obeys her and, and does whatever she wants. Um, and it's all about, like, this group of... Uh, supervillains and superheroes that have sort of retired. So they've all had kids and they've just kind of disappeared back into like small town America. Huh. And obviously all their kids are now starting to like develop superpowers as well. Or, or in the case of this, like some of the supervillains had like tech powers. So um, like the ability to really be good at science, you know, that kind of thing. And, and build, right, like, okay. build like amazing goggles that could see like all the data on things and whatever. Um, okay. So she's sort of got hold of all the old relics that all the superheroes used and she's given them out to her friends to kind of rebuild this like justice league uh fighting against the it's the anti-justice league or something like that or the injustice league is what they're called Uh, and it's just a group of assholes like supervillains who want to reboot america and make america great again like it's it's a bit on the nose But I'm really enjoying it. Like I'm so surprised. Uh, and it's uh, I didn't did you ever see Supergirl? No, I did not see Supergirl. So it's similar sort of similar sort of feeling to the first season of that because the second season it gets mega cheesy and weird. Uh but the right. first season is actually quite good. The story's good, it's interesting. Uh, but yeah, a, a good show. Like I'm very surprised yeah. that this exists on Amazon Prime. I'll add that onto my list because I've seen yeah. the ads for it on Amazon Prime. But I always thought is it is it based in like the DC universe? Yeah, it's or? in the DC universe, yeah. 
Oh, so okay, all cool. of the characters in it are DC heroes. Oh. So like there's a there's a character called Our Man who has the ability of super strength once every twenty four hours, uh, <laughs> by turning a magic um, hourglass on his neck. Um, there's there's like Panther Girl, I think her name is, or or Kitty Girl or something, mm. and she's got a a suit that magically fits her, and a, a helmet that makes her able to climb walls. It's really it's really weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, the the premise of the show that you, you detailed there sounds really cool. Like the idea yeah. of like having this next generation of heroes, right? Where yeah. everyone's kind of like settled down. Yeah. Kind of, sounds really cool. And it works really well. Like it, it, it's very much leaned into the fact that it knows it's stupid. Like it knows mm. it's dumb, this show, but it, it's really enjoyable to watch. Like I, I'm surprised. And it's got um, Luke Wilson as one of the main characters, which is really odd. And mm. not Tara Reid, the other one who looks a bit like Tara Reid. Um, I can't remember her name. Uh, let me have a look. What's the name of the show? Stargirl cast. Let me see who it is. It is... Oh, Amy Smart is, oh, okay. is the mum. And I like Amy Smart. Mm. And it's also got Joel McHale in it, who plays Starman. Starman. Yeah, Joel McHale is the, the main character from um, Community. He's the main yes. dude in Community. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a weird cast. It's a weird show. It's a bit mishmashy, but it, I've I've really enjoyed it so far. So for all of our listeners as well, check out Stargirl on Amazon Prime. Maybe maybe it will tide me over until... Is the boys season two out yet? End of this week, I think, on the 4th. I think it's the 4th. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's it's Friday this week. Okay. And I've got a two-hour train ride on Saturday, so I know what I'm going to be doing on that train ride. Watching the boys. Um, watching Stargirl. No, watching sure. Stargirl. It's giving me more Stargirl. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even even the name of it just sounds ridiculous. Like, yeah. Why am I watching a show called Stargirl? But glad 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 I gave it the chance because it's uh, it's really enjoyable. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Mm. Okay. Uh, after I finish, I got I have I have too many TV shows at the moment. I I went from zero to like five, and now I have now I'm going through. All of them go through all of them very slowly and having to remember what's happened in each one. Like, oh, yeah, you shouldn't happened. watch multiple shows at the same time, it's a bad idea, you get lost. Yeah, so I'm, I'm now at that point where I'm either going to start watching Doctor Who again from the start of Eccleston, uh, oh, wow. American Office, or Lost. Uh, one of the three is going to get me. I've still never seen Lost, but I've been you told, just... I've been, I mean, I've heard different things. I heard some people say it's really good. It's, it's, like... it's by far my favorite TV show of all time. Like, oh, wow way above and beyond anything else and i know i oversell it like i absolutely do oversell it because it's 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 fucking fantastic and it gets really bad at some points but i love it okay. love love that show but it it, I, it it was a product of its time yes so it may I, not have aged well um plus all the actors in it now are all like 15 years older <laughs> oh wow yeah but I, I remember i remember when it was airing i remember like hearing all the memes from my friends so i know like some of the big stuff that happens in the show but yeah i guess i guess it's more about the smaller well, moments i guess so the the big plot twists were definitely a big part of it like that there was amazing keeping up with that show and kind of being shocked every week when something changed but it asked way too many questions and it never gave any answers yeah so, that's also what i heard yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's the common um like criticism of of, of lost um mm-hmm. but it was just one of those things where because um, I, I remember, so I'm going to side, sidetrack a little bit here, but um, I remember in the cinemas, like a few years before Lost actually hit TV, um, they kept having these adverts where it would just cut to a shot of like 20 people standing on a beach. A couple of them would be ballroom dancing and it would just say, one of these people is a murderer. And then that would be the end of it. And, and, and that was it. 
Like, there was nothing else. There was no information, no, like, uh, coming soon to NBC or whatever. It was just that. And then what? a few weeks later at the cinema again, and there was another one of those where it was like, one of these people is a con artist. And then again, it was off. And I was like, are they, like, not playing the full advert or something? What's going on here? Yeah. And that was it. Like, you didn't, you, I didn't see that again for, like, another year. And then yeah. they started to advertise Lost. And just something in the back of my mind remembered those little cutaways in the cinema. And I was like, that's the same character and that's the same cast. Huh. That must be what that was, but it was the weirdest marketing campaign because it didn't actually tell you what the product was. <laughs> That's very cool, though. I'm always into that kind of. It was like, super yeah. cool, like like it's so memorable as well. And I just remember that was how Lost kind of, kind of kicked off their uh, their hype, their hype train. Mm. Um, it was such a good show. Like I would lo- if if I could have one wish, it would be to work on a show of that that level of impact. Like it'd be so cool. I'd love to be involved in something like that. Well, then again, I guess I have been too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I wish I worked on something really cool. Oh, actually, I sort of did. So, and still do. Yeah. I, I work on Candy Crush and, and Pet Rescue Saga and all those other wonderful games that we work on. Mm. Super impactful and super cool and blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> Got anyone for HR is listening? I love all of our games. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, we're actually coming to the end of time. So, uh, not yes. the end of actual time, like the end of. Um... Oh well, that's okay. We'll just time travel back to the beginning of this podcast. Well, we've actually got about five, six minutes left. Um, but we don't always need to rush to the end and, and keep talking until we run out of breath. Um, I don't know if there's, any, if there's anything else uh, you wanted to bring up this week or talk about. Hmm. Burning so. issues there. Exhausted it. Oh, um, yeah, I already talked about The Great Pretender, didn't I? Yeah. You did, um, yeah. And Tenet. That shit's very cool. I'm very interested to see more of it. But yeah, yeah there's, I'm actually interested to see what starts hitting the cinemas now. Because we've had a lot of yeah. stuff that's been delayed or just not come out, and I'm interested to see what's going to happen in the next few months. Yeah, the adverts in the cinema were kind of weird. Cause it was like a lot of stuff from like really long ago. Like, you know, yeah. Like... So, did, did you... <laughs> this is something that I, that I realised the other day. Like our apocalypse that we've just been through. Like we've all just been through an apocalypse. That's that's what's yeah. just happened. Yeah. I wasn't prepared for. I mean, there was a few things I weren't prepared for in the apocalypse, and, and one was people not being able to wear face masks. I didn't prepare myself for that. I thought that was going to be a given and easy. People would be fine, yeah. but no. Um, people not able to understand that you should stand two meters away from other people. thought that was going to be simple. And the last one is that I wasn't expecting the apocalypse to be sponsored by Sonic the Hedgehog. Because it was everywhere for like three months. It was, it was yep. on all the buses, on all the posters, because <laughs> they just got left up. <laughs> So, so this apocalypse—it was so—it was actually quite surreal because we we went down to the O2 uh, in yes. the middle, well, just after they said like you can start going back outside and stuff. Went down there and there was just signs for like like old signs that had kind of peeled a little bit or like uh, aged or whatever. Of like yeah. Jim Carrey as Doctor Robotnik and then Sonic, and it was yeah. like this is. And, and there was also Onward, the Disney film, and Mulan. So everything was oh, just—it yeah. was just this weird like frozen moment in time. Yeah, and I found that super like odd. It, it really was, but I just I wasn't prepared for the apocalypse being sponsored by Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> of all the movies that was going to be centralized, I thought it was going to be Tenet everywhere, but no. I mean, no. I mean, no. I've already seen Sonic the Hedgehog twice. I went to go see it in the cinema it was a good before movie. COVID, and then the other day, once we watched it for a friend's birthday. It was a good movie. I, I didn't yeah, it dislike fun. it. I went to see it on my own, like a loser yeah. that I am. Oh, really? Um, and I really enjoyed it. Like, I, I mean, I I wouldn't say it's a it's a fantastic movie. It's just good. Yeah, it's Came just a solid time. movie. Yeah, it's it's yeah, like the yeah. so everyone loved Detective Pikachu. I hated it, absolutely hated oh. that movie, because um, the CGI is just abysmal. Like people, I mean, like, oh, it's, it's a bit creepy. It. A bit. It's, 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 everyone looks like 
mutant babies in it. It's awful. Um, no, I wasn't a fan of Detective Pikachu, but but mm. Sonic, I came out and I was like, yeah, it was good. I'm glad they fixed him. I'm glad that he didn't look weird like he did in all the trailers. Yeah. Because you remember that uh, when they announced the first trailer oh. and he, he looked really odd? God. I, yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. I don't, like, I wonder if that was actually a marketing plan or, like, it's, not. Like, it's yeah. been a very heavy suspicion of a lot of, I mean, as a marketer myself, like, that's something I look at and go, hmm. <laughs> that yeah. was very convenient. I mean, also the choice of, tra- I mean, they chose, what was it, Gangster's Paradise yeah. in the trailer as well. Like, they knew, I feel like it's, you know, some someone was either really smart or someone was really really stupid. stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one or the other. But right? that that's a constant thing in 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 modern media. Like, I mean, you've seen the Ubisoft thing recently with the the, the symbol symbolism in that mobile game they just announced. Oh no, I haven't heard about. Them, but so obviously with the Black Lives Matter movement that we've had through COVID and and it's developed around this um, iconography of a black fist. Right. Uh, you, you've seen the icon like uh, black fist so, with like yeah. a chain around it. Yeah. Um, in this new Ubisoft mobile game, that's a terrorist group symbol. Like right. it's that blatant. They they've just got a terrorist group that that form under that symbol. Okay. And obviously, that's not something that you release as a game in this day and age. Like you don't get away with that. So no. the general public have gone mad. Ubisoft have apologised, removed all mention of it. But how do you not know? When yeah. You've, when you've got your product, like how do you not see that? I don't understand. I guess it's just a suspension of disbelief that people won't make the connection, right? Yeah, um, or just not not making that connection yourself, like looking at it and just going, yeah, this is fine. Yeah, I guess, yeah, uh, I guess they must have missed them. I mean, just, yeah, I mean, a whole team of people must have missed the mark and gone. Uh, well, it's probably because they're I just not connected to gaming media or they're not connected to the news or whatever. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, there definitely was a point through COVID where I was getting a bit sick of the news because it was actually getting quite scary to listen to it every day. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I did actually cut off on the news a little bit because it, it started to get quite depressing. <laughs> mm. But yeah, it's understandable. But anyway, um, this has been a, a, a good week, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's Wednesday, so the upload is going to be a little bit late. Um, but if you do want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at Sunfire Tavern. Uh, we're also on Instagram, and you can catch the podcast every week on Monday nights, although tonight it will be uploaded it's, it's Wednesday. on Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Um uh, it goes up around 8, 9 o'clock in the evening in the UK, so that's about, what, 8, 9 o'clock in the morning in the US? Something I don't like know, that. something like that. It's sometime late, it's sometime in the future. Um, and yeah, we're uploading on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on iTunes, uh, and we upload every week. And we're always looking for new guests, so if you are interested in joining us, please give us a poke on Twitter, um, yes, and we'll be happy please. to have you. Awesome. Um, Ollie, thank you for joining me this week. It's been a pleasure as always. Yeah, pleasure as always as yourself, man. It's been a great time. <laughs> Pleasure always happy to talk. <laughs> yeah. Look, man, I'm tired. Yeah, I think I'm we're all tired. tired. It's so for for everyone's context, it's been a very very busy few weeks at work, and uh, we're all very very tired. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So thank you, and I guess everyone have a good week. Yes. See Take you later, care. everybody. Bye. Bye.